Do you want to use ChatGPT and artificial intelligence in your digital marketing or real estate business? Well, you're going to want to check out the first link down below in the description of the podcast notes. You will find a link to a free ChatGPT and artificial intelligence training about how I use ChatGPT and specifically artificial intelligence with my business and how I can use it to help with social media posts, especially Instagram and Facebook posts and a lot of other uses that you can use ChatGPT and artificial intelligence for. So if you are interested in learning more about how to use ChatGPT and the things that you can use it for most effectively, you're going to want to click that first link down below in the podcast notes. You will find that link to the free training of ChatGPT and artificial intelligence. You will sign up for it, no strings attached, and you'll get that free training. You'll have it for life and you'll be able to refer back to it. So again, click that first link down below in the description, find out more about ChatGPT. Now let's get into the podcast. Hey everyone, thanks again for tuning into the Marketing Edge podcast with Scott Leventon. This episode, we're going to go into what ChatGPT is and what the artificial intelligence movement is really doing right now in 2023. And we're also going to go over how to use ChatGPT to automate parts of your business and to make your business and your life easier through the use of artificial intelligence. Because despite what you've heard about ChatGPT, it actually can be useful in certain cases. Um, However, you shouldn't always rely on ChatGPT for a number of tasks that you do if you're in digital marketing. So let's just get right into it. What is ChatGPT? Well, if you've heard of ChatGPT, it's started by a company in 2015, a company called OpenAI. Now, if you're familiar with Elon Musk, Elon Musk was actually a founder of uh, OpenAI, who is the company that makes ChatGPT. Um, Elon, and along with Sam Altman, who is the uh, partner at Y Combinator, who left Y Combinator to pursue OpenAI, Um, Elon Musk, Sam Altman, and three other uh, investors and entrepreneurs founded OpenAI with the goal of starting a nonprofit organization um, that is, you know, there to use artificial intelligence for the benefits, beneficial parts of for humanity. And their goal was, again, a nonprofit. So this company started as a nonprofit, OpenAI. Now, it was in 2018, they actually switched to a for-profit enterprise. And that's really what made Elon Musk quit the company. He actually just left. He dropped out um, because he didn't like the way that the company was going. So uh, that's important to know that uh, OpenAI, they were a nonprofit. Now they're a for-profit. So um, yeah, for-profit enterprises, they are out to make a profit. Now, something interesting about OpenAI is that they're actually a capped for-profit enterprise, which means that I think their profits basically can't exceed a certain number that they decide. However, I did read that the number that they decided that it can't um, basically exceed is like super high. It's like billions and billions. So basically means that OpenAI is just out to make money. Um, not, not to say that they're just out to make money, but they are now a for-profit enterprise. Uh, and basically their duty is to satisfy the shareholders and to maximize shareholder return. So just keep that in mind. Now, ChatGPT was uh, basically launched on November 30th of 2022, and it gained over a million users in less than five days. Um, so this was actually faster than Facebook, how, when Facebook got a million users, Instagram, Pinterest, and a lot of other platforms that are now, you know, core social media platforms. Uh, ChatGPT gained a million followers faster than basically all of them. So if that's telling you something, well, ChatGPT, there are a lot of uses for it. And let's get into the best uses of ChatGPT. So if you've heard of ChatGPT, um, or maybe you have used it, or maybe you haven't used it yet, but you have heard of it. Well, you're going to want to use it for a variety of different things. 
Um, however, despite what you've heard, it's not good for some things while it's really good for other things. So the first thing that I have on my list that ChatGPT is used for is ideation. So if you don't know what ideation, when I, t when I refer to ideation, it's more like the coming up with ideas. And as it relates to like business names, so like if you have a name of a business or maybe just a venture, not like a formal business, you can use ChatGBT to basically get ideas for your business name. So um, like if you are starting a company, maybe it's a digital marketing company and there's a lot of digital marketing companies out there. So maybe you're struggling to find, uh, you know, a name for your business. Well, you can type into ChatGPT. All you have to do is type in please give me names for my digital marketing business based in Philadelphia. We specialize in search engine optimization and content marketing. That's all you need to type into chat GPT. And it'll probably give you about 10 suggestions of what you can actually name your business. Um, so again, great for ideation for business names. Now it's not just limited to business names though. Um, YouTube titles, if you're making YouTube or uh, podcast, uh, if you're creating those types of content, um, it's great for the titles of these, uh, you know, YouTube videos or podcast titles. Because um, sometimes, you know, if you're making a YouTube video and you film the video, but you're not really sure what to title it. Or same with a podcast. Sometimes I get stuck. I don't know what to title a podcast, especially with like if I'm interviewing someone. Um, so it's really good for just getting ideas for podcast titles, YouTube titles. Um, if you're writing articles, if you're doing SEO, if you're doing copywriting, uh, it's also great for determining the article titles. So it's really easy to use. Like I said, you would only just type that was one example of what you would type into chat GPT. Um, say you're writing a blog and you need a title for the article. You would kind of just give it some information, say, please recommend, you know, 10 suggestions for an article title for an article about, you know, first time home buyers. If you're trying to buy a home for the first time, um, chat GPT can generate a title for that article for you. Um, lastly, with ideation, it's really good for social media ideas. So if you have to plan out, you know, a month's worth of social media posts, you can use ChatGPT to get the ideas for what each post covers. Um, the individual posts, you can get, you know, the titles for each one. And just overarching strategy, it's really good for ideation for social media. Now, moving on, we're going to jump back to like podcasts and YouTube videos and what you can use ChatGPT for in that space. Well, it's really good for outlines. So if you're if you've ever created a, a podcast or a YouTube video, you probably are familiar with like you have a general outline of the things that you want to cover. Uh, you know, whether that's throughout the episode, in the beginning, the middle, the end, you can kind of plan out the structure of your podcast um, or YouTube video with an outline. And when I start the pro uh, process of, you know, starting the ideas for the podcast episode or my YouTube videos, um, usually I just kind of, well, I use ChatGPT, first of all, I use ChatGPT um, to find emerging titles and emerging topics. And then I kind of use that to create the outline of the podcast. So this uh, podcast right now um, actually was uh, generated by ChatGPT, the title and the outline. Um, however, you don't want to just use ChatGPT like without editing it. Like you don't just want to take it word for word because there were some edits that I have to do had to do for this podcast outline. And there were some other things that I wanted to cover that ChatGPT didn't give me. So it's important to know and really with anything with ChatGPT, um, it's not perfect and you don't want to rely on it, you know, 100%, especially when it comes to like outlines. 
because if there's some specific things you want to cover in your podcast or your YouTube video, um, you will need to kind of have an outline of what you're going to cover and if you need to add anything into it. Um, but just, yeah, for just your knowledge, it's really good for the outlines for these types of things, the podcast or YouTube videos. Um, also great for outlines for like Instagram reels, uh, YouTube shorts or TikTok videos where we're doing like the short form content under 60 seconds. It's very good for that as well. Um, so the outlines for like the Instagram reels, say you need to film like seven reels, one for each day of the week. Say like you're batching your content, with I which I recommend uh, that you batch your content and say you're uh, planning out your Instagram reels. I just call them reels, but again, just short form content. Um, it can give you an outline for the seven reels that you're going to be filming. And then once it gives you the outline and the general topic, that's when you can kind of, you know, use your creative juices and kind of run with it. ChatGPT, the best use of it is just for like the ideation and to kind of give you a starting point, but it shouldn't be used, like you shouldn't rely on it 100%. Now the next best use of ChatGPT is social media itself. So if you're planning out posts on social media, like say you're running your Instagram page and your Facebook page, and you need to kind of plan out, you know, the the posts for your social media, like it has to have a point, you have to actually, you know, determine what your social media stuff is going to be about, right? Well, you can use ChatGPT to generate the social media captions. And so for example, say I am creating a Instagram post um, about my newest digital marketing services. Well, I can type into ChatGPT, I can say, please generate a 100 word social media caption um, about um, yeah, that type of topic. And it will just generate a social media caption. It'll be about a hundred words. And uh, yeah, it's just really good for social media. Now you don't want to, again, use it word for word. You have to reread it and then you have to make tweaks to the, the output that chat GPT gives you. Um, but I'm actually running an experiment. If you want to check out my Instagram page, type in Scott Leventon on Instagram, you should be able to find me and what I'm doing. And I kind of said that you shouldn't use it word for word, but I'm actually just doing an experiment um, where I am actually taking chat GPT word for word and just using it on my Instagram posts. Um, but like if I was doing that for like a client or something like that, it's just kind of a test. I want to see, you know, how it works. But generally speaking, I would recommend not to use chat GPT like word for word. Um, the other stuff that I use chat GPT for, like I said, podcast outlines, YouTube video outlines. Um, I don't usually use it word for word, but again, I'm just doing a test and experiment to see how it works out. Like with engagement, are my posts getting more engagement with the chat GPT uh, captions? So again, just kind of running an experiment, but I don't really recommend that you take a word for word, um, but great for social media captions. You And the way that I'm kind of where, where I see social media going is that you have to provide value not only in like the post or the visual, which is like the photo or the video, you have to provide value there, but then you also have to provide value in the caption because captions, uh, people actually do read the captions, believe it or not. And if you can provide some helpful information, even if it's like a caption on like the longer side, if it's a long caption, I've actually found success writing, basically using ChatGPT to write a essentially a blog post that you can turn into a social media caption. So you can type into ChatGPT, you know, what you want a 150 word blog post on, um, you know, maybe again, the first time home buyers. So if your social media post is something about being a first time home buyer, or if you have something to offer for first time home buyers, 
uh, you can use ChatGPT um, to generate a caption um, for that, which will save a lot of time. So let's move on. We're going to talk about email marketing and how you can use ChatGPT for email marketing. So if you have um, like an email list, say you have customers or past clients and you have them on your, your an email list, or you, at least you just have their emails, um, I'd recommend, first of all, starting, um, you know, like a email marketing, like sign up for an email marketing platform like MailChimp. Um, or something like that. Aweber is another one, Constant Contact. These are all email marketing um, software programs where you can basically just send emails to your list. And the reason you want to do that is because email marketing is one of the best ways to retarget people who maybe weren't ready to buy on the first time uh, on your first touch point because I have heard it that it takes about seven touch points to get someone to buy on average. So if you make a social media post and maybe someone engages with it, they like what you had to say, they like your post, um, but maybe they weren't ready to be a converted customer. They weren't ready to buy. They weren't ready to make that, um, you know, decision to buy. Um, email marketing is one of the best ways to retarget these people that are warm. They're a warm audience. They've engaged with your content. Maybe they've opted into your lead magnet, which is like a free training or a free PDF or checklist that you give away uh, in exchange for the email. So you can use ChatGPT for these email marketing sequences. So the reason you would want to do that is because, say you get someone's email, for maybe they're a client and you collect their email address one way or another, you get their email. Well, you need to have a sequence of emails that basically will go out to your list over time. And it intends to either sell a product or to get people to opt into like one-on-one -on -one training or whatever you're kind of selling. You can use email marketing to do all this. And it's actually a very effective way. And you can use ChatGPT to basically write the emails for you. Again, you can type into ChatGPT something like write a 200-word email um, for my email newsletter list of you know real estate agents in the New Jersey area. Whatever it might be, the more specific you can get, the better with ChatGPT. You can say what you're looking for in the email, and uh, it will write an entire email sequence for you. And I recommend doing this because you're going to want to have a long um, list of like email sequences, basically, uh, email messages that you want to... Uh, like send to your list over time. So like, for example, I have an email sequence of about 20 emails that will get sent to my list over the course of like two months. So you can schedule the emails. So like, say someone opts into your list on Monday, you can schedule it. So where they will be getting emails from you for the next, uh, you know, like couple months, but spaced out. So say you opt into my list on a Monday I can schedule my email sequences to be released every two days after that, three days after that, whatever the frequency that you want. Um, you can basically set it with email sequences and you do need an email CRM um, to do this. So we're going to move on. Know that you can do email marketing, but also keyword research. Uh, if we've heard some of my other podcasts and I highly recommend you check out um, all the podcasts that mention search engine optimization, because I have been doing search engine optimization for quite some time. So I do know a little bit about the industry and where we're going with chat GPT and search engine optimization is that you can use chat GPT. I did mention you can use it to find emerging topics. And the reason you want to find emerging topics is because you don't want to uh, basically write about what everyone else is writing about or something where there's not really much any new content being created. So you want to find these emerging topics and you can use ChatGPT to do so. So like one type of emerging topic, maybe in the real estate industry that I found from ChatGPT is actually the role of artificial intelligence. 
and tools like ChatGPT in the real estate industry. So this is something that actually came up um, when I was using ChatGPT to find some emerging topics and things that I could, you know, make a podcast or make a YouTube video on. So you can do this keyword research and you can tell uh, ChatGPT that you want keywords for emerging topics that have high search volume. So a lot of people are searching for the keyword and then that also have low difficulty. So ChatGPT will actually spit out some keywords that you could use that typically are, you know, what you requested, like the high search volume, low difficulty. However, you are going to need to use a SEO tool to like double check that because there's really no way for ChatGPT to to get that perfectly, like to give you perfect keywords, but it can give you some ideas. And again, if you're looking for like emerging topics, maybe you want to give your spin on something that, you know, maybe technology, some new innovation or a cutting edge, you know, software tool that you want to kind of cover. Um, you can do that. You can use ChatGPT to find those emerging topics. Now, also what you may find very useful is ChatGPT is great for cover letters for applying to other jobs. So if you are applying to a job, just say you're applying to a job for a data analyst position, you can type into ChatGPT, hey, ChatGPT, you don't have to say ChatGPT, but you, you would just type in, write me a you know cover letter, 250 word cover letter for a job as a data analyst at Google or whatever company it is. That's all you need to type into ChatGPT and it will actually give you a full cover letter. Um, with all of the information that you provided. Again, more detail, the better. Um, because like if you give it specifics, um, ChatGPT will basically um, get like, it will include all the specifics that you mention. Um, like if you just say, write me a 250 word cover letter for a data analyst position, um, ChatGPT is probably not going to be very specific. So if you type in like specifics of what you're looking for, um, ChatGPT will actually cover that. So again, cover letters, if you're trying to apply to jobs, maybe you're looking for a new job or thinking about it and you don't really want to type all the cover letters yourself, well, you can use ChatGPT and it will generate a pretty good cover letter. I've actually used it. And I've turned my friends onto it because some of my friends, you know, want to get a new job. They want to apply to new jobs. And I said, you know, there's really no excuse because, you know, when I was applying to jobs, the cover letter, you know, it does take a while. Honestly, it could take like an hour. And if, if you want to apply to, you know, 10, 20 jobs a day, you know, that's a lot of time spent making a cover letter. So using ChatGPT as, you know, the tool for the cover letters could be very useful if you're looking for, uh, you know, a new job. And next we want to go over like the using ChatGPT like for the blogs and articles because that's a big part of my business. I write blogs and articles for my clients. And as of right now, you actually do not want to use ChatGPT to write the full articles for you. And the reason for that is because there's something called artificial intelligence content detection, AI content detection. And this means that Basically, Google and other search engines, they can detect when your content is written by artificial intelligence. And so the reason you don't want to basically create that type of content that's going to get detected is because in the future, Google could potentially have filters where it kind of um, like detects your content as a form of plagiarism. If Google can tell that it's just AI written, that's actually kind of going to be a form of plagiarism, at least in the future. Um, it's a possibility, I should say. So you don't want to use ChatGPT to write all of your articles and you don't want to rely on ChatGPT in general. Now, outside of the business world, there are other uses for ChatGPT that you might find um, you know, actually very useful. 
Um, the first one, if you're into computer programming and like coding and like, you know, like JavaScript, CSS, HTML, like these types of, you know, computer programming concepts, um, ChatGPT can actually be very, very useful for computer programmers. Um, say that you ha you're trying to create a program and you're kind of stuck and you don't know, you know, what type of code to use and things along those lines. ChatGPT can actually generate the actual code for you. Um, I don't know much about computer programming and programming languages and all that. Um, but I did just type something into ChatGPT to see if it could do something involving computer programming. And it literally did the computer code in JavaScript. It just gave me computer code um, that actually you can use and it actually works. In addition to that, it also um, explains the code in detail. And it tells you, you know, the logic behind the code that it provided. And where I'm going with this is that it's just honestly mind-blowing how it can just code a computer program from scratch. So if you are into computer programming, maybe you're just getting started or you're trying to learn more, or even if you're, you know, an industry veteran and, you know, you're, you'd consider yourself to be a very good programmer, um, it's never a bad idea to use ChatGPT for computer programming purposes. Now, additionally, it's really good for recipes. So if you're looking for a recipe for chocolate chip cookies, you know, for this, you could just type in on Google and you could find a recipe pretty easily, for, especially for chocolate chip cookies. Um, but other recipes that maybe are more um, like obscure or like more sophisticated where it requires more than just, you know, putting cookies in the oven. Um, if you're if you want to just find a recipe quick without really searching on Google, um, you can find a recipe using ChatGPT. Now, again, ChatGPT, it kind of just scrapes the, the uh, Internet for its information. So more than likely, it's going to be similar to other recipes that you find online. But I just thought it was cool and wanted to mention that if you wanted to try ChatGPT out for recipes, um, it's actually uh, a very good way to to come up with new recipes and kind of to learn how to cook as well. Um, also ChatGPT can be used for writing speeches. Like say you need to give like a best man speech, um, or like a speech at someone's wedding or just like a speech. I don't know if you're valedictorian, um, and you need to give a speech, whatever it might be, any type of like public speaking event, ChatGPT is great. It could write your, basically your whole script, um, without really doing much. And so you can use ChatGPT in that type of situation where you're doing a public speaking event. Then it's also okay. I wouldn't really recommend this, but if you're if you're really not a good writer and you struggle to come up with whether it's like a, a Valentine's Day card, a birthday card, if you kind of struggle to come up with like good birthday cards um, or things like that with like family, you can actually use ChatGPT to at least give you some ideas for a birthday card. Now you could type in on ChatGPT and just have it basically write the entire thing for you. Um, but, you know, you do want it to come to the heart or come from the heart, especially for things like, you know, birthday cards or like speeches at, you know, weddings, stuff like that. You probably want it to come to the to, from the heart. Um, but if you really struggle, um, you can use ChatGBT for that. And if you're into like poems and, you know, you like to write poems or things along those lines, ChatGPT can be great for writing poems as well. So thanks for listening, everybody. We are going to wrap up and I will see you in the next episode.